What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mega Man Battle Network Drive, episode 56, where we talk about all things Mega Man Battle Network all the time. Uh, we, you might also know us as the PlayStation Drive, but that's the old name. This is the new all things Mega Man Battle Network all the time. I'm joined by Mega Man Master Extraordinaire, the one with the knowledge, the one on the moose, Ryan Turford. What's up, dude? Welcome back. Uh, I I just want you to know, Matt, that I've officially joined Team Proto Man, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry. Show's canceled. That's Show's canceled. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's over. We all know that in Me the Dude, seminal I, Mega I, Man I, Battle Network 5, everybody goes Team Colonel, okay? Or as I used to call it, Team Colonel, because when I was younger, I didn't know that it was pronounced differently. Yeah, but with, with the thing we're going to talk about later, you're not going to need to choose anymore, Matt. You just, you'll, you'll have all of, all of them. So all it won't the matter. options. It won't matter what you're doing. But, uh, Matt, I hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm glad to be back on the show. You know, the weather is nice today. You know, it's a nice 24 degrees outside. It's, you know, partially cloudy. But, you know, there might be some rainstorms there might a be. little later. Because, you know, because if I didn't talk about the weather at least a little bit, people would be like, what's wrong with Ryan today? He's on the PlayStation Drive and he's not talking about weather? Like, who are <laughs> you? Who, who even are is you? This, is this guy? a fake Ryan? Is this court in a suit? Who Who knows? Am I actually secretly Captain Canada in disguise? Who knows? Who knows? You're going to have to find out. You're going to listen to the rest of the show in order to find out. But also, happy Canada Day to you as well. Just saying Court's nickname reminded me that it's Canada Day today. It's July it is. 1st. It is July 1st. It is Canada Day. So happy Canada Day to all of our wonderful Canadian listeners. Strap in because we're going to have one fun show as Ryan and I reunite for the PlayStation Drive episode 50. I just blanked out. Six. 57. Seven. <laughs> 57. There we go. You said 57 earlier, so I just, I went with, with, with what you said, and I assumed. I am correct. Back. I just went back so. and checked myself. <laughs> I just completely <laughs> ran into that face first. Woohoo! It's a day. Dude. God, this show has totally yeah. gone off the rails. Listen, very quickly, very quickly, on. before we get into the rigmarole of everything, I, I'm a bit tired today. I'm in a bit of a weird state. I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning, convinced it was 7.30 in the morning, fed my dog, and then went back to bed. And I was like, I can sleep for another 20 minutes. Looked at the clock. It was 2.30 in the morning. I think I was so like in such deep sleep. I had no idea what was going on anymore. I just woke up and I was like, time to feed the dog. So that's, that's a well. If it makes you feel better, uh, Matt, I was still awake at two thirty in the morning because you know I was watching. Were you movies until five a.m. last night? Because um, that's just were you by I chance do. thinking about that's me at two thirty in the morning? Is that why I woke up? I felt your mental summons. Uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly, you know, I, I wasn't going to admit it, but you know, now that you've you know dragged it out, <laughs> life, Matt, I, I suppose I can't you know run away from the truth. Anymore. That's right. Oh, my day is made, everyone. This has been a fantastic show. See you later. I have need nothing else from this today. <laughs> Just retire undefeated <laughs> from here. It's All over. right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube.com at uh, YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming, we are live right now. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share it in the chat. Send us your thoughts, comments, and concerns. We're happy to have you here. Make sure you also ring that bell so you know when we go live. We have so much fantastic content going on over here at Carpool Gaming all the time. So make sure you leave that bell on so you know when it goes live. If you can support us over on Patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming, please do so. Toss a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content. There's so much going on there. It helps us grow, helps us make even better and cooler and more ridiculous content for you, which we love doing. So if you can, please hop over there and support. And if you're listening to us on your podcast service of choice, please subscribe, follow, hit us with that five stars. Once again, it helps us reach more audiences so they can hear me prattle on about feeding my dog at 2.30 in the morning. But without further ado, my friend, let's slam. Well, no, we're not going to slam on the brakes. Well, let's uh, toss in our cassette tape, Ryan, for the youth. That is a that is something that plays music. We used to use those all the time. Are you saying that my A-track reference 
Matt was, would totally fly over people's heads. They don't know what 8-tracks are. Is that what you're trying to tell me? You I don't know, know, dude. But we're going to bring it back. We're going to make cassettes cool again. So let's slap that in and talk about our playlist, my friend. I'm going to start with you. What have you been playing lately? Now, first off, I should I should note, you know, whenever you buy games from Limited Run now, it's becoming more and more common that they include a cassette tape with it, with the soundtrack of it on whatever game turns in it. So I, I think cassettes are actually making a little bit of a comeback. So you're not you're not totally off base here, but... I'm actually going to keep my what we're playing section short, number one, because I, I want us to devote more time to, to some of our news stories today. Because, um, I mean, we haven't been able to talk about a lot of these on a lot of the shows because uh, also in the Xbox Drive on Wednesday with Sean Capri, we spent 50 minutes talking about what we played this week. <laughs> um, so if you want me to go into detail about what I've been playing, you certainly go over there. I, I have impressions of Fall Guys on, on, on PS5. Uh, Capcom Fighting Collection. I finished all the games in the collection, and I talk about it over there. Um, I finished Sonic Origins and got the full 1,000 gamer score for that. I talked about that over there. And then AI: The Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. I'm not far enough in it to be want to talk about it, anyways. So that that's pretty much all I got to say about what what's happening there. Although I will say, new new uh, development yesterday with Fall Guys. The Halo uh, event came to Fall Guys mm-hmm. yesterday. Corp, yep. Matt. I don't know why I called you Corp for some reason. But anyways. The uh, I I played the Halo event yesterday and uh, I totally got all those costumes and I totally had a lot of fun playing that as well. So let me let yeah. me ask you this, Ryan, before we move on, because I have a couple of questions about your playlist. I don't want to just leave you high and dry here and just you know divert people elsewhere. I want I want to hear from you. I just like listening to your voice. Um, are you going to be hopping into some extensive Fall Guys this weekend? Because they have that whole like cross promotional event going on this weekend where you can get like Fortnite skins and like and Rocket League stuff. There's like a massive thing going on. Are you going to hop back in and then try and uh, get your Fortnite skins? I know you're a big Fortnite guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know me, me <laughs> being the massive Fortnite guy that I am. But uh, I, I'll, say I'll, I'll probably play some, but I'm not going to go overboard with it or anything like that because I, I, and I, I'm playing two more games for extra miles on top of the two extra miles that are coming out tomorrow. So it's just like, I just don't really have time, too much time to devote to that mm-hmm. anyways because um again I, i'm also playing fire emblem uh on on switch nice. as well the the new one uh three hopes so i i'm i've got a lot of my plate at the moment because of course this is all the th- all the games for ryan Turfurter specifically coming up for around this time and i'm also playing the overwatch 2 beta on top of all that so it's just like this is one of those things where i've got too much stuff going on probably to devote t- some time to were you big on overwatch oh. oh yeah i i have like 500 plus hours in, in Overwatch really one I used to play it a ton. It was my personal game of the year of 2016. I loved that game to death, especially because I loved playing, you know, support roles. Um, and I always felt really, you know, comfortable, you know, filling in for that section of the party, whether it's playing as one of the healers or playing as like a more support DPS class, like something like like a May or uh, someone else, or even just pl- tanking was really fun nice. too. Um, but I used to play a ton of Overwatch. That that was definitely a thing. So I'm actually really excited to, to play Overwatch 2, and I've played a little bit of the beta, but I think I think that's something I want to I want to save for next week too. Just because I've only barely played one or two matches, and I haven't really seen the extent of everything that's mm-hmm. new in it. Um, but but I'm excited to play cool. more because uh, I used to be a huge fan of Overwatch, and I, I 
don't know. I'm I'm dangerously close to falling back into it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I can't wait to hear more about your Overwatch 2 endeavors very, very soon. Uh, as for myself, I also hopped into AI, the Somnium Files Nirvana edi- initiative. You know what, Ryan? I'm really glad you're on the show this week because I have a bunch of like Ryan and Matt type games that I've been playing, uh, which fits perfectly for uh, for you I and how you're having this conversation. Um, I've only played like, I don't know, like 40 minutes, so I'm like, very early in. But it's just so cool being back in that world. It's, it's, it's awesome being back with some of those characters. Um, I love how meta it gets right from the beginning where it puts you in this like slight spoilers for the first five minutes of the game, but it puts you in this like game show-esque thing and it literally asks you if you're familiar and tests you on the story of the first game. Not going to lie, I had to look Mm -hmm. up like a summary to remind myself exactly what happened because it's been years since I played the first one. Um, But I'm hearing great things about it. I'm excited to continue on with it. I'm sure you and I will talk about this more in the future soon. Um, finally bought, hopped back into Operation Tango, my probably like one of my favorite PlayStation Plus games from last year. Um, my friend and I, who have been playing it together, finally hopped in and cleaned up the last couple missions. Uh, I have to say, probably one of my favorite co-op experiences, period. I think it just nails what it sets out to do. It's just such a wonderful surprise. I do think the last mission um, gets into a bit of a what-am-I-doing situation. Like As everyone knows, I'm not the biggest puzzle person. Um, and I was playing the hacker predominantly on that side of that game. And like it usually I could I could figure it out. I, throughout the rest of the missions throughout the game, I it might take us a couple minutes, but we could usually get there. The final mission was the first time we had to use hints because we were just so out to lunch about what we were supposed to do. Um, so once we got it rolling, we kind of connected the dots and kept going from there. But uh, yeah, fantastic game. If you're able to play that with somebody because it is online co-op only, uh, please do so. It's really fun. Uh, hop back into Persona 3 Fez. Ryan, I, I just, I, I felt yes. the itch. I felt it, especially after all the Persona news that's been going on the last few weeks. You, you didn't want to wait till Portable came out? You wanted to jump into... FES I already played right Portable. Away? I played and beat Portable. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So like for me, my first Portable run was with just with Makoto, the, you know, the male uh, character. I'm saving my FemMC yeah. route for when P3P is re-released because everybody knows that I'm going to end up buying it all over again, like a giant big dumb dum dum Um Exactly. Um, so with Fez, I never really got to experience the added content, especially with the differences between Fez and P3P. Um, and I, on the Steam Deck is a perfect little emulation system. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hop into it here. Um, again, only about like an hour to an hour and a half in so far. I just started it yesterday. But like immediately being sucked back into that world, I can I can feel it clawing at me all over again. And so far, it feels mm-hmm. like enough of a different experience compared to P3P, just because of the way that the maps work, just because of like even the animated cutscenes and the way that things are handled a little bit differently. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to continue on with that. And Ryan, you'll be happy to hear, I finally jumped back into Final Fantasy XIV. Woo! Is it because of the, the free login campaign? It, it is right equal parts that, and with my partner being away for for a month, I was like, what an opposite, like what an opportune time for me to hop back into this world and spend some time with it. Uh, shout out to my friend nice. Darren, over uh, old co-host over at Burnout Brighter, where uh, he helped me work through my um, my boss and my uh, dungeon anxiety because I do like I am a healer, I am an astrologian, and I was very nervous mm-hmm. about hopping back in, especially with uh, you know the changes and me being away for a little bit. But uh, we made it. We pushed through. I, I, we only died once on one boss in one of the dungeons, and I made, I got through. I got everybody through the second round. Um, I just, dude, that game is just so much fun. It's such a wonderful place to return to. And actually, Darren's coming over later today because he wants to clean my HUD. Because um, I sent him a picture of it, and he's like, "What are you doing?" So he's like, rather than me explaining how to fix it, he's like, I'm going to physically come over and actually clean it for you. So that way you can actually see what's going on properly and not be lost in it entirely. 
I was going to say, seeing, being able to see what's going on in that game is certainly a major help. But, dude, I'm so happy you're going back to it. Um, I have two questions for you. Number one, did you actually try and play with the, the new duty support that they added? I know that they have only had added that for the lower-level dungeons, like the, the Realm Reborn dungeons. But it's also a good way to practice getting over dungeon anxiety as well. Like, um, if you didn't have, you know, Darren to play with, but you wanted to, to, you know, practice, you know, going through dungeons and stuff like that again, like, that's, I think that's a good way to do that. Yeah, I haven't as of yet, um, because, like, the, the the one night that I put, like, a like a three to four hours in, he was with me the entire time. Um, but, and, like, I'm in Heavensward now. I'm just going to meet with like slight spoilers but i'm going i just finished like the first major dungeon in heaven's word as as far as i okay. understand um so yeah I, I do plan to hop back into it just to kind of you know once my hut is now cleaned uh just to like relearn the ropes mm -hmm. and to make sure that i'm you know where i want to be as i kind of continue on with the story uh and what was your second question Oh, well, I was going to ask if you were in Heaven's Ward, but that's where you are. Yeah. Because I remember that that's what you told me before. But also, are you playing on just on PC or Steam Deck? PS5. I'm playing on the PS5. Oh, excellent. You're I one am of one us. of you. So, yeah, I'll be, it, yeah, because playing controller is probably the best way to play that game. And, um, yeah, with Astrologian, too, I, ha I have, like, an exact button layout that just follows me around. Because one of the nice things now that they let you do is upload your um interface data to the cloud and then for each of your characters and then um regardless of where you play it from there you can then you know download it and um you always have that with you so you never have to oh. once you once darren tw cleans up your interface and stuff as long as you upload it for upload your character data um which is which is a manual thing that you need to do in like the character okay. screen um you will never have to do clean that up again because it will always you know what up. i've been so tempted to pick it up on the steam deck and i'm just kind of like i just don't know like with the with the way that my hud is and i'm just like i obviously have to buy it again which isn't like the main the major issue but just playing it on that smaller screen i was kind of like oh, i don't know if i can do it but maybe now ryan that you've told me that once my hud is clean and i get used to it i'm very tempted to pick it up on the steam deck to be able to take it with me on the go and play it wherever i want um, which will then truly end my time playing any other game, and that's I'm just gonna get sucked into this for the rest of my life. Uh, well, I, I mean, we'd have to preface you can't really play it anywhere, man. You you kind of need an internet connection, a good one to just to tether my phone, buddy, and we're off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> people, people on dungeons are gonna. I'm gonna be the healer. Well, I mean, I could do MSQ. I could save the dungeons yeah, and the bosses that's for true. my time at home and just adventure on yeah. onwards by myself. Where, where you're at right now, it's going to be a long time before you're in another there dungeon. There you go. Anyways, there you point. go. Perfection. So yeah. get, get. Yeah, not not until like level uh, level uh, 53, probably. Yeah. So there you go. Well, my friend, let's slam on the brakes and check out some b -b 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 breaking news because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about this week, my friend. Uh, let's start with some PlayStation Plus games for July. We got our list of the essential games that we'll be getting for the essential tier, which are Crash 4, It's About Time, Man of Medan, and Arcade Geddon. Um, those will be available on the first Tuesday, as they always are every month. Ryan. We're getting, I, I think this is a pretty a pretty okay list. Where are you at on this? How, how do you feel about July's Essential Month? Yeah, I mean, these games are definitely older games, except for Arcade Again, which that's definitely a newer mm -hmm. title. But of the three of them, or I should say, like, all three, I think, are going to be pretty solid pickups. Like, they're not the most, you know, mind-blowing games out there. Um, but I do think that this is actually like a pretty solid list of three games. Um, now I will say it's a, it's a little bit disappointing because I think Man of Dawn, if I'm not mistaken, is already in the extras tier of PlayStation Plus. Um, I think you're or, right, but I'm going to fact but, check you uh, very quick. I could be wrong. Whereas I don't think Crash or Arcade Again is, and maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe maybe they're both there. 
who knows? Um, but so I will say that it is a little bit of a bummer for those that have access to the extra tier. You're right. Um, versus just the, the normal tier. Um, but I do think that anyone, if you just have essential, I think make, I, I would claim all three of these games. Cause I think they're really good. Like man of Madon, Yes. It's not the, a perfect horror game, but if you're playing it for free, I actually think it's a pretty good horror experience. I replayed it, you know, fairly recently, a, a couple months ago. Um, and definitely, Feel, feel like I've turned around at least a little bit on that game uh, versus how I felt when I first played it. Um, and then Crash 4, I think, is a really awesome 3D platformer um, that should be played uh, if you like 3D platformers. If you've never gave Crash 4 a chance, if you didn't like Crash in the past, like I think I think actually that game is really yeah. good. Um, and Arcade, again, I just mm -hmm. never played. So I don't know if it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about Crash 4. It's, a game, again, like a game I've always wanted to play. I loved the, you know, the original games, and I've just never picked up Crash 4. So I'm excited to hop into that one to check it out. Man of Medan, surprisingly, I've also played. Um, Darren and I actually co-opted that game together back when it came out. And I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was solid. I, I, I thought it was, like... Well, not a perfect experience by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was fun for the for the time that we spent with it. And similarly, I know next to nothing about Arcade Again, and so uh, I'm curious question mark to check it out. Um, from what I know, it is like a PvP PVE online experience. So we'll see. We're definitely gonna check it out. But uh, Ryan, this really begs the question, and this is what kind of uh, Court and I touched on this last week. But we have the essential list, right? Shouldn't we be getting an update to the extra and the premium tiers around this time as well? I believe what they told us is it was going to be twice a month. We got no further updates in June yep. because obviously the service was just rolling out. When are we going to hear about extra and premium? What are you thinking on this? Well, the the weirdest thing, I don't know if you and Court talked about this, because and if I did, uh, you know, feel free to correct me. But um, we also had Super Stardust Portable just come out of nowhere about a week ago to the premium tier with literally no announcement. Like the only reason I knew it was there was because Wario 64 okay. tweeted about it um, because it had just popped up and someone had tweeted him about it. Um, so that's why I'm like this whole row house a little mm. bit weird, but I'm hoping next week that we hear something about, you know, what, what is coming up. Cause, cause we also don't know like how they're going to roll out updates for this. If, if it's just going to be every Tuesday of uh, first Tuesday of the month, like they're, they're doing with, with, you know, the essential tier stuff or if they're doing it at another time and if they're going to create like a monthly blog post for it. I mean, if they follow the PlayStation Now model, um, it's usually the first Monday of the month or the first beginning, uh, first week of the, the month is when we, we would usually get like the, the here's what everything that's coming to PlayStation mm -hmm. Now this month uh, kind of article. So I'm, in, I'm anticipating we're getting an article like that for you know, premium and extra tiers, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. It's, it's a little bit weird. Um, but, uh, it doesn't give me a lot of hope when, again, a game like Super Stardust Portable just shows up on the premium tier out of nowhere and they don't even bother saying anything. Yeah. I don't know. This for, for me, like I really expected that they would follow the same schedule as essential that we would get a drop on the first Tuesday of the month and then a second drop partway through because they did mention that there was going to be a, a refresh halfway through the month. So I was expecting, you know, Alongside Essential, here's your new games for the month of July, August, whatever, and then like a you know partway through the month refresh. But it's maybe maybe it still has to do with the with the rollout being relatively you know recent. We we do know that Stray is launching straight to the service, um, and that's supposedly coming out mm -hmm. if I remember correctly on the nineteenth. So you would you would assume that that and that is a Tuesday, and that is partway through the month. I don't know. I just I find that. I really feel like they should have been ahead on the messaging on this, given the plat the, you know, the platform is brand new. Um, whether maybe they're skipping the early July refresh and going for that mid-month, and then we'll have a more regular schedule going forward or not. 
I don't know. I just I'm, I want to know more about this. I want to know what's going on because, you know, I feel like these early stages are so important to get people to buy in or people who just bought into the service to keep people happy. And then mm. they don't start the whole conversations of, oh, this isn't worth it when the service just launched. So I don't know. I hope we hear more about it soon. Uh, yeah, same. And I, I would be very surprised if this week, coming week came by and we didn't hear anything. About yeah, it. I hope you're right. We'll, we'll, we'll give you an update on next week's show if we hear anything. The next story, uh, possibly the biggest story of the year, uh, coming from Eurogamer, written by Martin Robinson. The Mega Man Battle Network series is coming to Switch. Mega Man Battle Network Capcom's turn-based take on the iconic action series is coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PC next year. The collection will be bundling 10 games in total, with the physical release offering the full set, while the digital release will be split across two volumes. There will be extra features such as music mode, featuring some 150 songs, and an art gallery containing over 1,000 illustrations. There is also um, a toggle... Well, what I'm hoping to be a toggle of like a smoother graphical overhaul, well not overhaul, but like a like almost like a filter on it that kind of screams everything out. Like it looks like it's smothered in Vaseline. Uh, not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. I, I'm obviously going to keep it on with the with the classic pixelated style. But dude, I'm so excited! Finally, after months and years and decades of asking, we finally got it. It is coming. I'm a little surprised that it's coming all the way next year. Like I wouldn't. I would kind of think that that would be a more imminent release, but I'm so happy it's finally happening. Mm -hmm. I want a physical collector's edition, please. Like, I will buy that on PS4. I'll buy that uh, probably on Switch, actually, just because I like having those games on the go. But I just, just give me everything, Ryan. I'm so excited it's finally happening. How do you feel about the Mega Man Battle Network collection? The hilarious thing about this whole thing is, number one, you could barely continue your incitement while you were, you know, explaining this story, <laughs> Matt. But also... Like going back to one of the very first episodes of the PlayStation Drive where we that we ever did together, you were talking about how much you we were talking because I think we had a question about like what collections would you love to see the most, and you had specifically mentioned how much you wanted Mega Man to come out. So I know, I, I, like I know you had mentioned before, like in our pre-show, that everyone was tweeting you about it because they knew how how excited <laughs> you would be. Just like when I was watching, because Kato, Sean, and I did a live reaction during the Nintendo Direct, um, and when we saw this announcement, I like immediately thought of you and knew that just how excited you probably would be with this announcement. Like I imagine you jumping out of your seat with excitement. So, <laughs> like this, this, this view, I imagine is probably the same as when like Metroid Dread was for, was announced for me, um, where I was so excited that Nintendo was doing a new 2D Metroid game, um, and this is exciting news. Like yeah, 2023. It's a little bit far away, and it's a little ambiguous. It kind of reminds me of when we got the announcement of the Sonic Origins collection, which is just fresh on my mind because I just recently played it, you know, the, mm -hmm. this week. Um, we're, but that made more sense for it to be so far away from when they announced it because they totally, essentially remade those four games that are in that collection, um, whereas that's not really what they're doing mm -hmm. with this. Um, it sounds like there are more going to be ports, and then, um, to your point, there will be, like, a, a, a smoothing filter on it in case you don't like the, the jaggy edges of the, the Game Boy Advance, you know, look to the games, um, which is something we've seen in other collections before, like that like, uh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection uh, with the Game Boy Advance games in it. Like, that's a, a very recent case mm -hmm. of that as well, but... Uh, I'm excited for this. I the, the thing is, and I think we mentioned, we talked about it before, but I mean, I missed out on these games. I never really played them when they came out, and I love strategy RPGs, and I love Mega Man, but the idea of them going to this virtual world, admittedly at the time, was definitely a turn off mm -hmm. for me, um, and especially after seeing the Battle Network t cartoon show um, at the time, I, I was at a stage in my life where I was like, 
rejecting a lot of stuff like this. And that was just one of those things where I, I watched it. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> as much as I love Mega Man, it's 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 not really appealing to me. So I'm really excited to be able to check out these games for the first time. And I'm glad that they're on, you know, finally coming to platforms that, that people are a little are going to be able to play them on. I am a little bit bummed that these aren't yeah. coming to Xbox, though, because that is where I have all of my other Mega Man collections. So, and they've done all of them there. This is the first one that's skipping Xbox. So it's just weird to me that it's not coming there, but this is a PlayStation show. We don't need to dive <laughs> delve into that here. But uh, either way, I'm excited to play these. I'll definitely be playing them on PlayStation 4. Um, and if there's a collector's edition, who knows? Um, but they, I will say out of the uh, Capcom, Capcom Mega Man collections, the only one they did like a collector's edition for was mm-hmm. the first one with the, the original Mega Man games. And it was only to include a solid gold Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So I I'm, I'm don't know uh, if you should get your hopes up too much, but uh, we saw one with the Cowabunga collection and I wasn't expecting that. So anything's on the table. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not overly anticipating an actual collector's edition either. It would just be the cherry on the already very impressive cake that they're giving us here. Um, I'm super stoked on this. I will say people for people who are new to the franchise, um, the first game is good, but it definitely aged the worst out of the bunch. You do have like your kind of Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 2 style leap from 1 to 2, even to 3. The growth between those three games is pretty, is pretty huge. Um, and I would argue to play them in order because the story does connect through on certain elements. So um, just be aware that, you know, the first one, it, it, it does take a bit of loving for it to kind of click. But then once you're in, you're in and you're off to the races on the rest of them. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have more details and more news about that, I'm sure, because I'm not going to shut up about this ever. Uh, moving on to our next story coming from IGN written by George Yang. Star Ocean The Divine Force launches in October. Square Enix and Tri-Ace have announced that Star Ocean The Divine Force will launch on October 27th globally for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. We also got two new trailers for the game. Ryan, I'm, I've never played a Star Ocean. It's always been a series that's been kind of in my periphery. It's never one that I've like really connected with. Um, and from what I understand, they, they are a little bit in varying terms of quality. So tell me what you think about this new one. Tell me what you think about the new trailer. Where's your hype at on this one? So I think when we got the original trailer earlier this year, we were still doing the show together. And I, I remember us talking about it. I was very down on that mm-hmm. original trailer it did not did not look good it looked it, the game looked like it was in really rough shape um they were showing off a lot of the character models and they looked like, really weird but when this new trailer dropped because they, they actually dropped multiple trailers but um the the trailer i'm going to refer to is like the main story trailer when i saw that trailer i think i'm turned around on this game i think this game actually looks pretty good like the combat looks like it's going to be a lot of fun um it, like uh, the star ocean games have always been action rpgs and um this is no exception it, it looks like it's borrowing a little bit from maybe the, the kingdom hearts style combat or final fantasy 7 remake style combat which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing I, I i think that it's totally okay that it's doing that um but i think this game looks pretty cool and i'm, I'm really interested in it especially because we don't get too many Japanese RPGs that are sci-fi, like super far in the future, mm-hmm. like this one, um, we get we get some stuff like that, but it's it's more it's more common for either more like cyberpunk settings, like Final Fantasy VII, or um, something like uh, a fantasy setting, like Final Fantasy XVI. Um, so I, I am I think it's very refreshing to see kind of like a space opera style uh, JRPG, and I'm actually excited to play this one because I I do like the Star Ocean games. 
Um, definitely the first two on PlayStation 1 are very excellent games. Um, and then Star Ocean 3 on PlayStation 2 was good, but, you know, not amazing. And then Star Ocean 4 on PlayStation 4 <laughs> uh, or sorry, Star Ocean Five, Integrity and Faithlessness. I've, I I skipped over the one that came to Xbox 360 only, which was uh, Star Ocean uh, Four, but uh, and that game was okay too. But uh, I'm excited for this one after this trailer, and the, as well watching the combat trailer. Like it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm curious to know what you think about this, Matt, being in, someone who's new to this. Uh, I'm honestly on a wait and see on this one. I think this. I only watched the story trailer, so I'm going to swing back around and catch that combat trailer. Um, I am more sold on it than I was, I think, when we first saw it, because you and I both had kind of, uh, you know, perplexed reactions to it the first time around. I do think this looks better. I still do think graphically it looks a little weird. And, like, I don't, like, I don't, I mean, I'm not a, a graphic snob, but there's just something about the art style that is turning me off a little bit more mm. so than the graphics themselves. Um, and the combat, I think, um, it does look fun. So I, I, I am more interested than not. I just do think that this launching in October, at the end of October, does put it at a bit of a disadvantage given how much is going on around this game. And for people, mm. I'm sure people, you know, Star Ocean fans will be picking it up regardless, but this may end up turning into a wait and see slash wait and sale for me if the reviews are stellar. You know me, I'm a victim of hype. I will buy this day one. Um, but I, I am at least more curious about this than I was before. Um, and you answered the other question I was going to ask, which was, you know, where should I check out Star Ocean? Maybe I'll jump into the first one, um, you know, on the Steam Deck and give her a whirl before uh, before we get closer to this one to see how uh, how sold I really am. Yeah, that remake that they did, uh, First Destination, mm -hmm. um, it, play that instead of the PlayStation okay. 1 version because that, that's actually like a really good remake. In fact, if, if you don't already have it on Steam, I think it's already on PlayStation. Okay. Plus, uh, essential. All right. Or, or not extra. essential, uh, okay. extra tier. So. I would check that version out instead of the original PS1 version. I think the PS1 version is good, but it's like, I think they did such a good job with that remake that I don't think you need to go back and play the original one. Unless, unless you really, really, really want to play a PlayStation 1 game, Matt, but I don't think you necessarily need to do that. But it's going to be a busy, you know, holiday for Square Enix because that same month we've also got Forspoken mm -hmm. from from Square Enix coming. Um, and then, I don't know if you saw this because it's not in the, our news stories, but we um, yesterday there was a tweet about... Um, that they're doing a Japanese live stream for the Diofold Chronicles uh, next week, which is that real-time strategy slash turn-based RPG that's coming out where it plays like a real-time strategy game, but as you get close to the enemies, it then turns into a turn-based uh, turn uh, hmm. RPG, like kind of similar to something like Tactics Ogre. Um, and that's still supposed to be coming out later this year. And then we also know that Square Enix also has Valkyrie Elysium that's supposed to come out this year on PlayStation 5. Harvestella so, on the Switch. It, like, they're going to be, they have a busy fall. Yeah, exactly. And then combined with the fact that this comes out, you know, the same day as Call of Duty, and it's just, they're kind of asking yep. for it with this one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is one where I might not check it out, you know, day one. Um, but this is one I'm excited to check out, you know, down the road, even if it is just waiting for a sale. For sure. Nice. All right. Let's hop over to our next story, uh, staying in this JRPG realm, coming from Ryan Dinsdale. Persona 5 Royal, the PlayStation 5, Xbox, and PC versions will include all 45 DLC packs. Persona 5 Royal on PS5, yeah. Xbox, and PC will come with all 45 DLC packs at launch 
at launch that ha have been released for the PS4 version. Players will have instant access to a ton of different costume packs and other smaller pieces of DLC when the game is released again on October 21st. Uh, we don't need to go too deep in this one. I just wanted to shout this out because uh, I know last when I brought this up, it was only confirmed for the PC version to be launching with all the PS with the, with all the DLC packs. Uh, but I'm glad to see that that is also mm. happening on Xbox and on PS5. Ryan, are you going to be picking this game up again when it comes out in October? No, because I already own it on PlayStation 4, and then I'm getting and it's on Game Pass. So at this point, I'm, I will be playing it because I will play it. On, I'm just going to be playing on Series X mm -hmm. at this point because it's free and it's already. I already have a subscription over there, so there's no reason to buy it again because. Uh, I mean, I already have the platinum trophy on PlayStation anyway. Likewise. Now, if they if because they haven't outlined whether or not you get a free upgrade, I imagine because the DLC is included, you don't get the yep. free upgrade with this to PlayStation Five. Um, but if they did, if they had that, then I would just you know download it and transfer my trophy data over, and then make sure I get the the double platinum for this. <laughs> um, but no, if if I'm gonna go back to this, it will it will be on another platform just to have you know a little bit of a different experience with it, whether it's there or on Switch because we just got that announcement this mm -hmm. week too. Um, and, and the Switch version also includes all the DLC too, in case you're listening to the show and you wanna you wanna play it on Switch or thinking about that. At least there you go. So I I definitely know I'm going to end up buying this again like a big old dum dum like I mentioned previously. Um, but I'm excited to check out the DLC that I missed because yeah, there is a lot of DLC and uh, there's a lot going on there. But uh, that's coming in October. Something that's not coming this year anymore, coming from Eurogamer, written by Ed Nightingale. Retro-inspired RPG Sea of Stars has been delayed to 2023. Um, Retro-inspired RPG has been delayed to 2023. It's from Sabotage, the team behind Ninja Platformer The Messenger, and features some truly stunning pixel art. It was aiming for a 2022 release, but now that's been pushed back to 2023. We don't have release platforms for this yet, but with The Messenger, I'm pretty sure being on PlayStation... It was literally there you on go. So I, I, so like it, it, it was a, um, it was a Switch exclusive first, and then it came to everything else. Like it came to PlayStation after that, and then Xbox. And yeah. PC. So I, I would imagine that Sea of Stars is going to follow a similar route. Um, so I'm assuming this is going to be coming to PlayStation. This is, you know. Understandable news. I want them to take their time that game because that game truly does look stunning. Uh, I know my fantasy critic is now I've, I very quickly hopped on and made a drop request, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, I, I was really looking forward to this game. Um, I'm still looking forward to it, but you know, the, the delay is the delay. Let them take their time to get it right. But Ryan, where are we at? Where are you at on this one? Yeah, I, I'm hyped for this game. I knew something was up though. Uh, and Gary and I've talked about this on the RPG Cave, our RPG show. Um, after the Devolver Showcase, because this is a, a game being published by Devolver, the fact that we didn't see this at the Devolver Showcase just instantly True. told me that, that something was up with this game, that it w probably wasn't going to make this year. Um, and, then, and then especially like after not seeing the Nintendo Direct uh, Partner Showcase on uh, Tuesday, that was also just, just sent out instant red flags there for me personally. So, yeah, I mean, I, this is not something that seemed like it was, you know, not going to happen. You know, I pre prepared myself for disappointment, <laughs> as, as you would say, uh, Matt. So I'm, I'm still stoked for this game, and I'm glad they're at least taking the time with it. And um, when you look at, you know, the development of The Messenger, this isn't too far off from what happened with that game, too, because that game also was no stranger to delays either. Um, and it actually ended up, come, uh, ended up coming out, you know, two years after it was supposed to originally. Um, but it ended up being an amazing mm -hmm. game because of it. So 
Um, if that's ha what happened here with CS Stars, I'm all for it because this game looks awesome and uh, I can't wait to play it in, uh, next year. Hopefully. Uh, well, now that you're prepped and primed for a disappointment, Ryan, uh, let's roll on with that same vibe here today because uh, we've got two stories that we're going to round off with, both PlayStation First Party related, both sad. We're going to start with Sucker Punch. Uh, who put out a blog post today titled Upcoming Infamous 2 UGC Maintenance and Legacy Franchises. They go on to say how as they approach 25 years since they first opened, they're looking back at their legacy and the characters and the stories that they've told. Uh, and they do confirm, quote unquote, with our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now. And no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts. So while we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now, there are no Infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. So, Ryan, I wanted to bring this up because, A, it's sad, and I'm sure Court is having a, a, a worse day because of it, because we all know how much he loves Infamous. Um, but there were a lot of rumors going on, uh, going around of, of a Sly Cooper game that was imminent. There was a lot of hope for Infamous to come back, but that has been all put to bed by Sucker Punch themselves. Ryan, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? How you doing? Are you okay? So, it's not a strange thing to me to hear that you know, Sucker Punch isn't working on those franchises because that's not what I think any of us expected. I, I think we all kind of expected them to either do a Ghost of Tsushima 2 or to do something completely different because, you know, that's just what we know modern Su Sucker Punch mm -hmm. should be doing. Um, but it is more surprising to, for them to just come out and specifically say that these are IPs aren't being worked on with someone else because that was kind of where yep. the hope was. The hope was that, okay, you know, another developer in Sony Studio is... Uh, studio uh lineup is working on infamous or sly cooper um that's where a lot of the the rumors we came up heard were coming from especially like over the last two years we've been hearing a lot about another studio working on mm -hmm. infamous so um it is more surprising to me that that's not coming as opposed to sly cooper but the fact that it's they up and confirm both it's just it's really sad for me because I, I do really love those franchises. M Infamous more so than Sly, though, because I do love the Infamous games, especially 1 and 2. Um, I love Cole McGrath's story and just that those games are amazing. And I always wish they would have gone back to it after after Second Son because I do think that's a good entry. But um, I always wanted you know more Infamous after yep. that happened, even if they took you know, five or ten years to happen, because that's a franchise where, like, I would love to see what they could do with the PlayStation 5 and how they could, you know, utilize that. To, when developing a game like that, or even at play, after playing a game like Spider-Man and seeing like an infamous game inspired by you know some of the thing, positive things we learned from playing Spider-Man, I think would be awesome to see. But uh, it doesn't sound like that's going to be happening, which is is really sad to see. But I'm I'm glad they're at least being honest yeah. about this stuff and just telling us straight out like, look, I know you guys are hoping for this, some of this stuff, but you know, this is just not coming and we just want you to know about it at least so yeah i'm with you i'm i'm happy that they've uh, they're at least being transparent about it i'm happy they're just the, like i'm happy they need like they also didn't leave it kind of ambiguous that like we're not working on anything i'm glad they've just flat out put it to bed so people can keep their expectations and check moving forward at least for the foreseeable future because while they did say never say never they are they are i'm sure they're working on ghost 2 um and i'm sure they're you know if, if there was something else going on we would we would know or we'd have something going on but i am disappointed on this especially in what is like the superhero heyday there's so much superhero going on all the time between the mcu and everything else it does kind of surprise me that sony wasn't more gung-ho about 
um, you know, bringing Infamous back, especially given it's, you know, a, a superhero power fantasy through and through. Um, similarly, I do have a lot of love for both Sly Cooper and Infamous, more Infamous myself as well. So I was hoping to see a return on both of these fronts, but it's disappointing to hear that they're not working with working on it. It's disappointing to hear that it's not imminent or at least anytime soon, um, because like I really would love a Blue Point style remake of Infamous because I do think that that game would like does translate pretty well today. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll keep our eyes on the future, and at least we know. At least we 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 can kind of go to bed knowing that there is no hope right now. Uh, so on the last story that we're one, one day, day, Ryan. Uh, the last story that we're going to touch on before we let some of our friends in the big story of the week, the one that everybody's been talking about, confused about, feelings are all over the place. Um, before we get into this, very quickly, don't harass developers. They don't deserve yes, any of that. this for the amount of crap that's been thrown their way over things that they have absolutely no control over. I know it's not anybody in this community because this community is a fantastic place, but come on, man. Like, how are people still doing this? Coming from Xputer, God of War Ragnarok release date announcement delayed. This is written by Tom Henderson. Rumblings of a God of War Ragnarok announcement started earlier in June with Bloomberg's Jason Schreier addressing speculation that the title would be delayed in 2023. Schreier's report was said that the game is still on track for a 2022 release with the release date's announcement coming later in the month. Then we had stuff from The Snitch that we talked about last week um, with a lot pointing to June 30th as being the day that we would hear about God of War's collector's editions and everything else. Um, Sony and PlayStation did not do anything. There was nothing going on. Um, there, you know, there's speculation that it could be part of what, like the absolute catastrophe that's going on in the States. Again, make sure you're well informed. Women's rights are incredibly important along our, the rights to choose. Um, so it seems like for whatever reason... Their things have been delayed, but we Tom Henderson, who is a quite a reputable leaker, uh, went on to talk that it could really be November 11th as the release date. Need for Speed is apparently launching on November 4th, and Avatar is supposed to be November 18th. So November 11th seems like a pretty safe spot for this to land. Um, there's talks about the collector's editions, which would come with Thor's Mjolnir, Mjolnir's hammer, um, and along with some other stuff. So. We don't have official confirmation. We don't know when it's coming. Things seem to be a little bit all over the place. There was so much hype. There was so much speculation, Ryan. Where are you at on God of War Ragnarok? How are you feeling about this entire, you know, the drama surrounding it that seems to just be perpetuating the more that we don't hear anything? Where are you at on all this? So, first off, I'm very glad that you you kind of the thing that you addressed right at the beginning, like seeing Corey Barlog having to go out there and, uh, you know, apologize to people and stuff like, come on, man. Like no one needs to be doing that. You don't, you don't like, don't harass developers on Twitter for no reason or because you haven't, you, you, you'd got psyched up for, you know, a potential release date announcement that just hadn't happened or whatever. Um, and I think part of that too is just pe where that comes from is just people are just worried because they haven't heard anything like they're they, we keep hearing that this game is on track to come out this year yet we keep not hearing anything about it um but again this goes back to something you and i talked about at the beginning of the year when we were doing our predictions episode where you know god of war 2018 it didn't get its release date until three months before mm -hmm. it came out it was just in a blog post one morning we just woke <laughs> up and it was there um and so i'm ex expecting something similar to happen with this where we're just gonna wake up one day probably within the next month and here it's coming out in November, assuming that, you know, the November 11th date is to be, to, to be mm. relieved, you know, just taking the, taking that Starfield spot, just to, you know, rub it yep. in a little bit. Um, but I, I, I definitely think for sure, we're going to hear about it, you know, in the next month or so. 
Um, but it, it is a little bit concerning that, that we just haven't heard anything, but we know that there are you know things happening in the world that are impacting these in, in ways that, you know, we normally wouldn't be able to anticipate anyways. Um, cause you're right. If, if certain, you know, world events were happening that we won't talk about here, you know, I think that we probably would have heard about it by now. Um, and we would have had, we would have had a lot of stuff to be excited about, but either way, I'm still excited to hear about it whenever they're willing mm-hmm. to tell us about it. And they don't need to rush it. They they can tell. Like it's just a release date. We're not. It's not like it gets the game here any faster. And it'll still probably come up the same day, even if they, uh, you know, announce it two months from now instead of you know yet last last week or whatever. So, yeah. At this point, I'm just excited to to see more of it and play it when it comes out later this year, which is still what I'm. I think we're on track for. That's right, Court Lalonde. Get ready for negative points in our in our fantasy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. There's just there's so much ridiculousness. I do think that Court is right. I just think that like the community at large in the gaming space really just needs to grow up a little bit more. There is so much unnecessary. Like the fact that developers are being sent pictures of genitalia. Because, again, like, there's just, come on. Like, the game is going to be fantastic. There seems to be a lot of hype around it. People are obviously very excited about it because for a lot of people, the original God of War is their favorite game. Well, well, 2018's is one of their favorite games, if not their favorite game of all time. But if they want the sequel to be worthy of continuing on this franchise, they need to give it time. They need to let it, you know, let it be ready when it's coming out. I still do think it is this year. I still think Court is going to eat those negative points. Um... And it's just, yes. you know, I just, when it's ready, we'll know. When it's imminent, we'll know. There's so much other stuff to play. There's so much excitement in the industry that just put your attention somewhere else. Make it, you know, put your attention to something positive. And if you can't, then, I don't know, go touch grass. Go do something else because it's really not worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just be be good people. That's all 100%. we got to say. Just, you know, be, be like, treat others as, as though you would want 100%. You know, and, and unless you really want those in your inbox, like, don't send that stuff. Come on. To other people. Like, yeah, seriously. Um, so, yeah, we'll, 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 once we hear about God of War, we'll be talking about it again. Our excitement is very, obviously very high. But, my friend, let's let some of our friends into the carpool. We've got a couple questions to touch on here before we go. Coming from Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon, over on Twitter. Do you celebrate Canada Day with cookouts like we do in the U.S. for the 4th of July? And if so, what does your cookout look like, Ryan? Well, as someone who lives in an apartment building with no way to have your own <laughs> cookout, I do not actually celebrate Canada Day with a cookout. In fact, every Canada Day I'm usually working, True. so it's actually not a scenario where I'm usually able to, you know, go go do anything like that. But I, I definitely remember, you know, going to bars on Canada Day and doing that kind of thing. Like, that was more of what we used to do on Canada Day um, to celebrate. Or just, you know... Going over to a friend's place and, and, you know, cracking beers and stuff like that and just hanging out, you know, back when I used to drink back in back in the, <laughs> the before um, times. But, uh, well, I mean, I, I've been working on at like every candidate for the last 10 years. So it's definitely been a long time since you know, mm-hmm. those days. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people definitely do that. Like it's like, uh, Kevin, you're not too far off. I think like. Most normal people who have Canada Day off, who live in, you know, who live in houses and stuff like that are more likely to go do the, the cookout thing uh, on, a, on a Canada Day. But Matt, am I off base with this? Because I don't know, you're definitely the younger generation. Because <laughs> um, I know us old folks are definitely 
in that position. But what, but what about you? What are you doing? Yeah, Canada Day cookouts are not abnormal. We've done them a couple times. We usually just go for the you know the standard burgers and sausages. Sometimes we'll get uh, you know some some ribs going or something along those lines. But generally speaking, for Canada Day, similarly, like we'll either go to somebody's house and crack some beers and just hang out, or you know we'll go to um, we'll go to Streetsville or Celebration Square over in, uh, by Square One for any of the natives. Um, because I don't know, I like the fireworks. I like the kind of hubbub of everybody being in the same place, which obviously hasn't happened in a couple of years and we're starting to see more of now. Um, but for me, it was always kind of like, you know, go hit up some food trucks, walk around, spend some time with friends, watch some fireworks. So, um, but yeah, I'm also working this Canada day so that, um, you know, I'll just be seeing some friends tonight, just relaxing a little bit, but yeah, I think the cookout is not too far off base. Um, our next question coming from Nagachaka over on Twitter. Super important question, Ryan. What is your favorite thing to get from Swiss Chalet? I'm all about the hot rotisserie chicken sandwich smothered in gravy with a side of those famous Swiss Chalet French fries. So I feel like this co- this question is tailor-made. I know. Lawn, which unfortunately, <laughs> Captain Canada himself is not here. But as someone who used to live when I, when I was living in London, Ontario fairly recently, so as someone who lived across the street from a Swiss Chalet, you better believe your boy Ryan Turford <laughs> actually at the Swiss Chalet quite a bit. Um, especially because they would always have like a lunch special. So you'd get, you know, for eight ninety nine, you get a quarter chicken dinner. Um, so I'd get, you know, yeah. quarter chicken dinner with fries and bring it home. But my typical order at, at, at Social, if I was to get, you know, anything on the menu, it used to, my my go-to used to just be a double leg with fries. That used to be my, my usual meal. But now, you know, I've got more refined <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an more... adult uh, who, ha- who, 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 you know, is an adult sometimes. So when I get to when I go to Swiss Chalet now, I and no, I love chicken sandwiches. So the thing I get there now is the chicken Ooh. Kaiser with dark meat, um, and then of course an extra side of, of chalet sauce for for dipping yeah. in there because I don't like the whole sandwich being smothered in gravy because then it's a little bit messy. It's it's mm-hmm. harder to eat. You got to eat it with a knife and fork. And who wants to do that? Who's, Who's got, got time for that? that? I, I like to eat with my fingers, Matt. So. That's that's what I like to do. So chicken Kaiser, you it depends on if you're you're eating in or if yes. you're taking out. If you're eating in, then definitely fries are the way to go because um, Swiss Chalet fries are great, but only if you eat them within you know twenty to thirty minutes of them being made. Whereas if you're going to get delivery from Swiss Chalet, always st- I always stay clear for with the fries, and at that point I go with something like uh, a baked potato or some nice. salad. That's, just That's I mean, you? you have a very refined palate from the sounds of it. Uh, admittedly, I haven't <laughs> been to uh, Swish LA in a little while. Uh, I do miss it. And like with how much court talks about it, it has been kind of chomping at the bit in the back of my mind for me to, to hop back onto that train. But usually I'd go for the half chicken dinner uh, and then usually get the fries. It depends on how I'm feeling, because sometimes I would get a quarter chicken. But instead of just fries, I get a poutine because I actually do think the Swish LA poutine is pretty decent. Um so for mm-hmm. me, that that's usually my way. But yeah, that, that gravy, dude, is probably... You know what? I'm going to say it. It's the best fast food gravy, like full stop. I, I don't think that there's a fast food joint that does better gravy than Swiss Chalet. It's just delicious. It's so good. Um, so yeah. I'm. You know what, Ryan? I might get Swiss Chalet this weekend. I might live a little. I might treat myself and just go nuts. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have one... We have one quick question left from Delroy. Ghost of Tsushima is one of my favorite modern games developed by PS Studios, and I'm hoping for a sequel. Would you like to see a continuation of Jin's story or the exploits of a new ghost, Ryan? What do you think? So, I think because of the way that they ended Ghost of Tsushima, I actually would be interested to to hear what happens to Jin next. And normally, I'm not the type of person who says that. Like, a lot of times with a sequel, I actually almost prefer 
uh, nine times out of ten that it, they follow a different character in the sequel. Um, and unless it's like a, a franchise that's really the the story really hinges on that one main character, in which case, yeah, I'm glad w- if they stick with it. And and Ghost, I think I, I'm actually excited to see what what Jin does next. But I'm a little bit worried with whatever happens next with Ghost of Tsushima because. I feel like at the end of the first game, they really wrapped up a lot of the historical elements of, you know, what truly happened between the Mongols and the Japanese, you know, during that time period. So I'm curious to know where they would even go with a sequel as far as, you know, having to make up some more historical stuff that maybe didn't actually exist to go further. I don't really know. I don't know where they go from there. But uh, either way, if I had a choice, I would say probably stick with Jin. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing a new character. I think that'd be really cool. But Matt, I'm of two minds of this. I do think the Mongols do invade again in actual history. If somebody who knows history more than I do, correct me if I'm wrong. My only kind of uh, worry about that would be that it might be too thematically and even gameplay similar to the first one. I, I do want them to kind of mm-hmm. take us in a bit of a different direction. I would like to see Jin's story continue, uh, especially like you said, the way that the first game leaves off, really kind of embracing that kind of ghost moniker and following him down that line, I think would be really cool. Um, I also really wouldn't be opposed to a new character and part of, you know, hearing about this mythical ghost and like trying to, like, I, w- I do still want Jin in the game, regardless of how he's there. I do think that like there is room mm-hmm. for the new character to kind of go after him and whether it's, you know, a, you know, he's, training the the next generation or, or whatever it might be but i would also love to just see Jin continue on with the story i think he's a fantastic character and i'm just i just hope that they do something a little bit different and not just oh no the mongols are back um because i uh, i just feel like that game might be too similar to the original one but i'm sure they know what they're doing yeah. over at sucker punch i'm sure it's going to be a fantastic game regardless but my friend that brings us to the end of the show but before we go ryan if people want to see more of you where could they do that so you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turfer, and I'm also on all the Carpool Gaming <laughs> shows, apparently, because that's what happened this week. Uh, but mostly you find me on the RPG Cave, where me and Garrett Bland talk about RPGs, or the Xbox Drive, talk about Xbox with Sean Capri. Um, also, again, looking out uh, on the horizon for this week, um, lots of extra miles with me, so please be excited about that. And also, I do a PlayStation-centric show that is on this this feed because you hear me every week anyways talk about playstation one games greatness begins uh so you can definitely hear me there as well but matt where can people you can find, find me over at twitter at burnout underscore matt um you can also find me at youtube.com slash burnout brighter where we do all things video games mental health and social justice every week so please come hang out with us there as well but that brings us to the end of the show we'll be back next week for another exciting drive through the playstation land we will see you next week peace out The PlayStation Drive is fueled by Patreons who truly make me believe that anything is possible. And I'd like to thank them more than the 90 Patreons who support us each and every month at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. With a special thanks to our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from Quest 4 Pixels, Dallas Ford, Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown, Drew Agnew, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive, Skinny Matt hosting Carpool Gaming Community Nights, Please follow at twitch.tv slash skinnymat. Links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Dano, Marcus McCracken, Mostly Martinez, Becky Rubin Navarro, Robbie, Bobby Miller, and RJ Kern. Gold members, Anna W., Argo, Ashley Nicholson, Cicely Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Foolish Fuji, 
Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, Tom D4NKS, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Newest members, I really want to thank you. To the ultimate team are Tony Baker and Skinny Matt. And welcome, John32.